Greetings, human beings, and welcome back to Apartment 303, a podcast for community fans. My name is Dave, and alongside my co-host, Adam, we are here today again for a very specific reason, and that is to recap and react to the official Season 3 region bracket results from hashtag Six Seasons in a Bracket. Joining us here in apartment 303, we are very honored to have Evil Annie herself. Some of you may know her as a felt goatee wearing caricature, but in fact, Evil Annie has been a very large part of the community community for a while and is very involved in something that I at least for one would like some more information about. So Evil Annie, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then also, if you could, give us a little bit of information on the role that you play here in our glorious community of community fans. Well, hello, everyone. Um, It's such an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. So I came into this Discord, community server Discord, last year. And I didn't expect anything to happen. Just, you know, some thousands of fans just getting along, talking about community. I actually came in right before, I guess, uh, what they started as a table reads kind of uh, event. And then slowly it trickled a month later and I was talking to some of them and a lot of the things, a lot of the people on there intrigued me so much that I was just like, you know, it'd be great for people that don't have Discord yet or who are on Reddit or just like elsewhere, like Twitter, to get to know the people that also enjoy community that's in this like little community that um, Discord has for, for community. And so I just thought maybe, I mean, I can't take all the credit I actually have to credit someone else who actually is part of Cool Obit Films podcast, Minnow. He helped me generate this idea to interview the members of this Discord. And so I started doing it kind of like towards the end of July, I believe. And I just wanted to, you know, get their origins, like how they came on at first. And then I realized later on <laughs> that there's always going to be people joining and so it's a never-ending kind of I'm not going to call it a job but like a, an adventure a journey. you created a monster I did <laughs> a glorious monster which is really just like three students dressed up in a costume but still <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah every time I check in there's always a, a burgeoning group of new participants and I find that very, very, very encouraging, uh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, so first season, I, I focused on um, a lot of the people who are very active and that I was really close with on the Discord server. And so for season two that I launched 
I believe last month, I brought on two more, like two guests instead of just one. And I brought on other people like staff or, I mean, faculty now, <laughs> um, the mods pretty much of the Discord server. So to get a little bit more of like how things go and whatnot. Like I know season one, I had the Dean uh, on there and I'm uh, the, the host of the entire server. And I had that, I had him on for anniversary week actually, like right before, so that I can release it on anniversary week. And so it was, it's been such a journey to find out who these people are and what, what they love about community and like how it's affected them and their lives and just like what they thought about the community server and what it's brought to them and their lives, uh, meeting just people across the world, pretty much. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. I uh, I pull out all the uh, other people of the mem of the of the server, and uh, you know, I just let people hear about their stories. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I know we live in a world where, you know, some people are on Facebook and Snapchat mm -hmm. and Twitter and all these other different mediums, but I, for one, will be the first person to champion Discord because <laughs> I feel like it incorporates all of those things into one, mm -hmm. really brings them all together, which was a big, big part of the reason I wanted to have you on. We've been doing this podcast since about the same time you started the server. I think our first episode was maybe a month before. But Discord was a big part of what I considered when we did this. And I just... So when I saw your Discord popped up, I was like, yes, thank you. Someone someone did this. <laughs> and I, now I can be a part of it. Um, Yay. And I'm very excited. So now that we have established your expertise... Um, and people have different levels of expertise. You know, we've talked to people who've been on the show. You know, we've talked to people who've analyzed the writing and the directing. But you are someone who I feel like more than anyone has the pulse of the people. The pulse ah, of the fandom, right? The pulse. I like that. And maybe that's an unfair <laughs> characterization. I'm not trying to put too much on you. However... <laughs> It seems like an awesome opportunity to bring you on for season three. So just to set the stage, Aww. we're going to get into these matchups. But when Adam first came up with the idea for Bracketology of Community, mm -hmm. and I tried to embrace how to exercise that logically, <laughs> um, you know, it, we, we had a bunch of different ideas and, and we wanted to try to get people from all different perspectives but when i was looking at the four brackets ahead of time you know at at this point everyone knows we have four regional brackets one for season one one for season two one for three and then one for four for six but when this all started and i looked at the brackets the first thing i thought was well season three like do we even need to talk about season three like <laughs> There's a winner. It's the obvious winner. No one's going to fight us on this. So we didn't start with season three. We started with season two because in season two, I think you can make a very strong argument for mm -hmm. 
two, three, maybe even four different episodes to come out of that bracket. But once we went through the bracket with Kevin, what we realized was while Remedial Chaos Theory was the powerhouse we were expecting, there were a lot of other upsets along the way and episodes that made runs we were not expecting. So despite the fact I thought this was going to be the most boring and most chalk out of all of this, now you are here to (laughs) go through it with us and tell us where we were right and where we were wrong and possibly getting up with Adam. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Yes. Adam, anything else you want to uh, kick in here on my ridiculously stupid long monologue before we get to the break? I am content to start talking about episodes here. I'm excited to see what you've got, especially, I mean... It's really great to have someone with a perspective from the actual darkest timeline. So I'm glad to have that uh, represented on our podcast. <laughs> Matchup number one. It's the number one versus the number 16. The number one is Remedial Chaos Theory. And the 16 is Biology 101. Evil Annie. Who, who would you advance from that match? Oh my gosh. No doubt. Um, RCT. Has a huge, huge impact on um, on this choice for sure. There was like, it was like no no um, argument there. <laughs> I think we would be hard pressed to find someone who would argue for biology one hundred and one, even though Dave and I both like it as an episode. It doesn't, in our estimation, doesn't stand a chance against remedial chaos theory. So. Agreed there. So after that, in the 8th seed, we have First Chang Dynasty. But it's going up against Horror Fiction in Seven Spooky Steps. And it's not the first Halloween episode. May or may not be some of our favorites. But (laughs) what what do you think, Kivalani? Put on the felt goatee. Tell, Tell us who advances. You know, with with who I am, I mean, the just the story of Chang building himself up to this moment was so fun to watch, and yet at the same time, it it was just <laughs> um, I enjoyed watching that episode so much. But for horror fiction, I personally love Halloween episodes in this entire series. And just seeing the the stories that they that they come up with, and it's just I know there was an episode I did, and I did it with, I believe it was MC and Mofo, but I did like a little snippet of this episode because it was such, it was it was just funny watching Annie and Shirley, and then like everyone else having like their own perspectives. I would have to decide on horror fiction. You might be the first person we've talked to to defend First Chang Dynasty, however. uh, Really? The fact that you recognize it is still at least somewhat inferior. We move on. We move on. (laughs) We move on to a much harder match. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Because 
sometimes I go all the way down, but sometimes if there's controversy, we, you know, work right to left. So mm-hmm. based on your last two responses, our second round matchup for your bracket would be the number one seed remedial chaos theory going up against horror fiction mm. or first king <laughs> dynasty either way okay do either of those episodes beat remedial chaos theory for you ah uh, that's not even a that's no it wouldn't <laughs> unfortunately okay. for those two so yeah. we don't we don't need to argue for forty five minutes against the eight versus nine because <laughs> remedial theor- cast theory smokes both of them in the next round, right? Yep. All right, let's move down. I know that Adam has had some dissenting opinions on at least one of these two episodes. Anything you would like to mention now before we give Evil Annie her vote? No, so far so good. I I'm right on board with uh, with Evil Lady, and I'm not sure what that says about whether or not I'm evil, but I'm I'm on board <laughs> with her. Okay, so we 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 didn't destroy your bracket until later. That's fine. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I promise. When we started all this, I thought Adam and I were going to be like ninety percent on the same level, but I got to tell you, bringing in other people has really. Uh, Spiced things up a little bit. <laughs> That's the fun of it. All right. Well, then it's on you, Evil Annie. Pills and Ooh. Blankets, the number five, going up against Virtual Systems Analysis, the number 12. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I listened to your podcast on this, I had the longest, like, I had to pause it for a bit. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> if I had to choose, I wouldn't know. I know so many people that love virtual system analysis for a lot of reasons. And then there are others who would choose pillows and blankets. And I had to discuss with a good friend of mine on the Discord server while we listened to this together because I was like, I need kind of someone to like bounce this off of. Um, Pillows and blankets really had that mixture of fun of just silliness but it's like they put in so much effort of like a lot of other things you know to make it as entertaining as community like as possible but at the same time it's like it could be serious (laughs) um versus like virtual system analysis is like I I love how they brought to light Abed's side to a lot of things with this one and it just I don't know it was so hard (laughs) um I enjoyed both episodes a lot but in terms of just how like the things that I personally enjoy in terms of watching things I would have to go with pillows and blankets I think that's an excellent choice yeah that's obviously that's the way that we went to um on, on the podcast, I'm just really excited that you felt like you had to do homework after listening to <laughs> our podcast. There's no, uh, there's no greater feeling for me than inspiring someone to, uh, you know, do a deep dive on a community episode or two. All right. So it doesn't get a whole lot easier. <laughs> We've got digital estate planning going up against foosball 
and nocturnal vigilantism. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I, I agreed with the whole, like, I want, I love the Shirley-Jeff dynamic, and I would have loved to see more of it. Um, right. I thought this was such a great insight to, like, how connected those two are um, in their lives. And it just made me want, like, to see more in general. And <laughs> just, you know, mixing that up with foosball and, like, you know, having this competition with the Germans. <laughs> it was just, it was entertaining. Um, for digital estate planning, I, I'm not a gamer, but I appreciate the hard work that goes into creating a game and just watching people play games has always been like, kind of like, it's a relaxing activity for me, which is weird because I don't hear people say that a lot. And I, it's, it's funny because currently right now, um, we are at this episode uh, in terms of like, it just happened for the rewatch on the server. And on top of that, the table reads, we're about to do it this Saturday. And I have to rewatch it because I'm, I'm show running it this weekend. And I didn't realize how much I loved this episode until I rewatched it like three times. And so in the end, I want to say they're both, if you think about it, they're both kind of game related, like a, you know. <laughs> yeah, digital versus analog, but both exactly, still yeah. games for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I had to think about like whether I, I like physically playing a game or like digital digitally playing a game and just so you guys know i'm not good at both <laughs> i'm not athletic at all but i'm gonna have to go with digital estate planning like i enjoy it way more in terms of the the way that like how much effort they put into that um, yeah absolutely yeah yeah, and there's a certain contingency of fans who really enjoy that level of depth to episodes. Others will kind of dismiss that as, oh, this is sort of a gimmicky type episode, if you will. Mm -hmm. So Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas falls under this category, too, where it's this huge endeavor. And like they have to totally shuffle all these moving parts to get the episode done and to get it done well. Yeah. And it sounds like you and I would agree that we appreciate the depth that they had to go through to get that episode out. Yes. Yes. I mean, it takes a lot of work. I do. We, I'm, you and I, I mean, you guys and I, we do production work, right? It takes a lot of time and effort. And I, yeah, that's where I, I have to put that down and just appreciate and choose digital estate planning over foosball. Digital estate planning does move on, but it now faces hell in blankets. <laughs> this is the terror and beauty and horror of this format. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. If there was an option for me to like stop here, I, I would take it, but um, no, we gotta know. <laughs> There are at least half a dozen people who've been forced to to make choices they couldn't deal with. Yeah. In fact, two weeks ago, Jen said it was like choosing between which child she got to keep. So, hopefully, oh my gosh, yes. hopefully that takes a little pressure off you. But uh, it, it's it's not easy. 
Either way, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree with Jen on that. <laughs> um, shoot. Now, now you, you have to go into the hole because Pillows and Blankets was based on a documentary style versus the game uh, industry. <laughs> and I've always been more... Um, I'm more of like a like a film person in terms of like if you want to compare it, and but like I said, I've I want to say in terms of everything, digital estate planning wins over fil- pillows and blankets for me. Wow, you 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 lured me in there. I thought I knew which way you were going, and you switched on me. Give me a left hook at the last second there. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah that's actually what we said as well though so no disagreement for me and really neither of these is a bad pick here the documentary style is great Mm -hmm. and i i i've said my piece uh they're both terrific episodes but it's it's really like you mentioned we're in this season starting to differentiate between which type of homage do we prefer rather than you know in seasons one and two like really okay this is just a, a sitcom episode that's really well written or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's work on the bottom half of the bracket okay so on the bottom half of the bracket we're starting with the six versus the 11 the six seed is curriculum unavailable and the 11 seed is studies in modern movement this one, it's not as hard for me to decide which one I prefer. I, I did enjoy Modern Movement. It, it was something that I thought was really like funny and sweet and then like hilarious when once, you know, the Dean <laughs> and Jeff did their karaoke. But I'm... Oh, there's a scene in Jesus Curriculum Unavailable. <laughs> that too. Um, <clears throat> but there's a scene in Curriculum Unavailable that really sold me, and it it's the uh, um, it's where they're all in the asylum. Yeah. We didn't that talk about a, that at all. Yeah, yeah. Speak a little bit more about that. I'm excited to hear your take because, like, okay. it didn't even come up. Yeah, talk about this. I'll be right back. Um, okay, so not only Garrett was voiced by yep. Dan, um, which you know I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but when I rewatched it like several times, I was like, "Oh huh. my god, no wait." <laughs> Um, it's not Garrett, <laughs> and I've made this joke with people like it's not really Garrett; <laughs> it's someone else. Um, but uh, in terms of like him being there, and also just I mean, if you look at every single one of them and what they're doing in the asylum, and it like you can tell that they incorporated a lot of what has happened in whatever they said individually. You know, like they added the regional holiday music in there. Yeah, it, yeah, they, they oh, yeah, did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I almost mixed it up with this other one. Um, and then, like, they added just, like, a bunch of different... It's just a lot. Like, each one said lines from, like, different uh, episodes that they've already done. 
And I thought that was just like to show like, oh, you know, what the psychiatrist has said that like, you know, Greendale doesn't exist. It's it was all like, you know, (laughs) and so uh, everything um, in that scene showed the timeline and like the reenactment of each of this like activity or the whatever that's happened prior. And I thought that was so clever and just like weirdly not scary, but uh, what's the word? Um, Surreal. Yeah. Yeah. You you say scary. I like, I was just thinking too, as you were talking about like for me, there was a moment of legitimate terror in that episode (laughs) when that's going on. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's all been a dream. I can live for that. So we've got the number three basic lupine neurology. And I'm glad we're touching on this because it had very high poll results and not great bracket results. But in this round, we have it going up against the number 14 14 seed digital exploration of interior design. Oof. <laughs> First oh, of all, man. did you listen to the last episode of our I, podcast? I did, and uh, okay. Well, then you can just can go nuts, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This one, oh, you have carte I was... blanche, my friend. Let it out. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, I was actually very shocked. You guys ended up going with the one I didn't think was gonna win, but uh, I okay. I guess I can say this one I didn't actually agree with, only because it's I'm biased <laughs> with basic lupine urology. Because I love um, shows like Law and Order and stuff like that, so I thought this was really I thought it was hilariously done. But um, for interior exploration of interior design, I mean, to me it was like the second, um, the second like I guess the sequel, right, to Pillows and Blankets in the sense of like now it's like. Um, there's just so much going on and I don't know I just feel like in terms of cinematography in terms of like how they made basic lupine urology both serious and yet funny just baffles me in a good way and it's like I of course I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like straight up it was way more memorable to me than digital exploration like I had to look up what was in digital exploration like a bajillion times just to remember and i i mean of course it's different than just like watch re-watching the the episode and so i was shocked <laughs> but i understood why you guys chose it over yeah, basic lupine basic lupine got a whole lot of hype in our poll mm-hmm I'm sorry that you have not yet received your payment for a lifetime full of free Subway sandwiches. That is definitely... (laughs) uh, I'm not saying it's my fault entirely, but 
I do definitely have regret that uh, you were not rewarded for that. Um, <laughs> I, I came into this episode torn, and we had Kevin on, and the case he made for this episode just took everything I loved about Community and took it to the forefront. I think that Basic Lupine Neurology is a good episode. I've seen some Law and Order, but for me, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not close. <laughs> I mean, I do get what you guys are saying on there, and it really did make me think about this episode specifically, and, I want to ask you know, Adam, I, though, was, were you close? Did, did, did well, we overrule you on hey, this? Hey, well, well, hold, hold on. Don't <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry about my friend here. He's a bad cop. You can talk to me. I'm a good cop. I had initially ruled in favor of basic lupine neurology. That was my initial vote. I was overruled. But as you mentioned, the case that Kevin presented was impeccable. And I was not unhappy about it. So, again, two terrific episodes for totally different reasons. One, I think you could argue that basic lupine neurology is the best homage the community does in its entire run i think you can definitely say that and that's a good enough reason to move it on and i am Mm -hmm. inclined to uh to be okay with that we invited evil annie on and it's her opinion so i think that's what counts today yeah definitely um in what kevin said like i can't even be mad that it like moved on i was just surprised but i was not mad (laughs) about it that he doesn't really sound did. like fans of anything on the internet. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're going to give you that one. But next time you come to Shirley Sandwiches and ask for double meat, <laughs> you are paying for double meat. I just want that on the internet record right now. That's okay. And it's going to cost you at least $10 to have a drink with Mr. Winger in the back. So <laughs> No! So, let's let's move on down. Uh, I didn't think we were gonna have dissent there, but that's that's <laughs> why we brought you on. That is the beauty of multiple perspectives. Seven versus ten. We're getting closer in the first round. And oh man! It all it all it all speeds up. It gets harder but faster. <laughs> so. But for right now, seven is documentary filmmaking redo. Going up against the number 10, Intro to Finality. Evil Annie, what do you think? Oh, God. <laughs> this one. I was very... My feelings on Intro fin, uh, to Finality was very mixed. But at the same time, it was just something... I, I actually thought it was... How do I say this? It was... Did you think it was the series finale? Uh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, uh, I thought it was, I don't even know what the right word is to use for this episode. I had, like, this feeling that it wasn't necessarily a final. And, gosh, if you put it up against documentary filming redo, uh, like, feel like it didn't have a chance and I was right <laughs> when mm-hmm. you guys are discussing it. 
because when you look at documentary filming uh, filmmaking we do like it was brilliantly done in a sense of it was the dean episode and just everything about it to me it spoke a lot more to me um in terms of like um as like someone who does scripts and stuff like that and who's done productions like i everything in that episode made me laugh made me entertained and i was like yeah I, I can I can actually see this happen. Like it's it's something that's so, you know. And on top of that, they they brought in um, they brought in monologues like <laughs> like Annie's um, insanity monologue, where she's just like, if if it's not Dark you know syndrome, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else is there? Like just the dean himself just going just all out trying to make this like the best thing ever and there's jeff trying to be the dean and it was so brilliantly done (laughs) and then you have so many like lines in there that just and so many scenes that just makes you kind of just go wow that may be jeff's most insecure moment in the entire series i would say one of them yes It brought out a lot in Jeff. <laughs> and just that entire episode was just, I don't know, breathtakingly, like, it made me anxious. But at the same time, it, like, I don't know. I don't know what the right word would really be. But for me, it would win over Intro to Finality, for sure. That, that's all. Yeah. No, you, uh, you've said it well, and that, that aligns with how we picked it last uh, last week. So, uh, I mean, do we do regional holiday music versus chorus listing? <laughs> or is that kind of like one of those, like, oh, this is, this is already... <laughs> like... I don't know. You, you tell us what you think there. Uh, I've said this, uh, I think I said this um, before, where I can't watch regional holiday music without cringing in every scene so i would have yes, to like listen us, to it tell us more <laughs> about this you are the only guest we've had on who said anything besides the fact that they love that episode and every second of it tell us why tell us tell us tell us <laughs> okay well uh <clears throat> i do appreciate their the, their mockery of glee and, and everything that that was just really bold um in the sense that i like when i first watched glee and like everyone was talking about glee they loved it so much and so i was never ever like against glee or anything like that but just the community made it hilariously entertaining but what I mean when I say I can't watch it without cringing is because especially the Annie part and just a lot of other things, you know, and it's just like the Annie part, especially like I, I just couldn't, but I understood the underlining of what they like, especially what Jeff said um, I am about so it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear you come on our podcast and say <laughs> that because that exact scene has come up three maybe four times on the podcast and <laughs> it started innocu- 
innocuously at first, one of our co-hosts was like, well, you know, I don't like the comedy, but, like, I'm a heterosexual male, and I kind of thing with it. But then another person said it was the worst thing they'd ever seen in the show. And the last guest we had on the show said it was their favorite part of that episode. And the reason it was their favorite episode. I tend to agree with you. Like, there is a funny bit there. There, There is humor to be had, but... Am I crazy, or does it just go too far, and the humor stops, and the uncomfortable awfulness continues about 80% longer than the humor? (laughs) Am I tripping? Is this me? No, no, I agree with you. I mean, like, out of that entire scene, maybe just one part of that entire song she sings, I laughed out loud. After all the cringing and and all the uncomfortableness, it was the only part of the song I actually laughed out loud. There which was are like funny parts. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting because you know we've had that whole thing about Jeff telling Jack Black that oh Annie's a bit young, like we don't. Sexualizer. Sexualizer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Except yeah. And then. For, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like just because you wrote that line in the show doesn't mean you spend literally the entire show sexualizing Annie. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this episode made it even worse, where it's like you're just like literally watching her be like that and it gets it does get uncomfortable like i even get uncomfortable and it's it mm. (laughs) like you see the others uh doing their own thing or getting warped up into joining glee club in that their own way right and then you get to this and it's like i get that i mean you know maybe maybe um they're trying to kind of fan service the jeff annie lovers and i'm one of them but it, it it went so far off the grid of like what is to be expected or what I would have loved to see instead that it's like it makes me cringe in that kind of way of like no even Jeff doesn't want it to happen this it's way you know laugh. it's cringeworthy but to the point you just made nothing about it draws Annie and Jeff closer together in any sort of real way yeah Exactly. <laughs> it's purely there for the punchline and the shaking your comfortability, right? <laughs> yes. I think we can safely blame Mr. Rad as being a Christmas <laughs> warlock, and it's his fault. I think we can do that, but <laughs> yes. well, that's I mean, not, if, of course... If you can crash an entire bus of Klee students, <laughs> I probably right? wouldn't push put anything past you at that point right Right. but you know and i and i say that jokingly but of course not to dismiss your point uh Mm -hmm. obviously that is you know it's a very polarizing scene to say the least where some people see it as you know a deliberate way over the top mock-up that doesn't cover the fact that it is still overtly sexualizing annie who's supposed to be 
what a teenager or in her young in her early 20s at that point so Mm -hmm. that's that's a very fair point to make i I think there may or may not be a slight chance that we have gotten a tad off topic but but that's what this is for you know there were the first time we went through it we didn't necessarily have all the time to talk about all the reasons we loved the good ones and the hesitations we had with the other ones so if you guys are keeping me on track we were just discussing regional holiday music going up against Mm -hmm. courts listing unavailable yes all right Let's go all the way back to the top. <laughs> Remedial Chaos Theory. Going up against either horror fiction or First Qing Dynasty, depending on who we consult. <laughs> either way, is there a winner here? Yes, I would say so. What is it? What's the winner? RCT. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was definitely supposed to be a softball to get us on track. <laughs> I was gonna, and I was gonna continue and be like, necessarily mean to have to force that out of you there. No, it's okay. All right, so let's move down because things don't get quite that simple, and let's go down to the next bracket. In terms of the five, twelve, four, thirteen, where's your bracket looking at right now, Adam? So for the 413, you're saying we had advanced digital estate planning, mm-hmm. and that was going up against pillows and blankets, if my memory is correct of our conversation today. Right, Annie? Yes. Right. right. That, that is correct. And then I know what we picked. Did you advance digital estate, Annie, or am I jumping the gun there to go up against remedial chaos theory? Oh, no, you're right. Digital estate planning. Okay. <laughs> Because that was the one where you you baited and switched me there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so Annie, you have digital estate planning over pillows and blankets. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, that's correct. All right. I can live with that. No, no, no. Enemies made here. That's uh, that's how things played out. Wasn't easy, but we got there. Before we resolve those two things, let's get down. We're down to eight now, so we're really honing in on this. In the bottom half of the bracket, we have regional holiday music going up against digital exploration of interior design. Um, is it is that what we? I know that's what we had, but I wasn't sure. Any, um, where, where are you on that? Because I got the sense you were not uh, going to advance holiday regionals. That was my sense for Evil Annie, but those were the official results. Uh, Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for the, the 215, you were going to... We, we I guess we kind of moved on before we got an official answer. <laughs> um, course listing unavailable or regional holiday music goes on for you. I would have to say regional holiday music. As cringy as it was, it was also very entertaining. So for you, the, the highest hit a little bit higher, enough to cover up for the, the cringy moments then? Yeah, everything else okay. was, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, good. Well, and, this, yeah. is, this is going to be a really fun one then for you, Annie, because as reluctantly as you advanced regional holiday music... <laughs> 
to the next round. It is now facing digital exploration of interior design, uh, which I know you had some very valid criticisms of in the previous round. However, that's where we're at. So Mm -hmm. how do you feel about those two episodes going against one another? Oh, my goodness. That one, if I really want to advance it, I'm going to have to say (laughs) digital exploration of the interior design Um, in terms of the underlining importance behind the, um, the, the meaning behind this episode versus like regional holiday music. I definitely feel that. I'm sorry that we, uh, forced you into a matchup here that you would not have selected. However, however, it will possibly bring you solace to know that we did all agree on this front. Um, it was very, very hard for us. It sounds like that um, the people we spoke about these episodes with were much higher on both interior design and regional holiday music but nevertheless we did advance digital exploration of interior design so (laughs) back up to the top to see who it faces the last matchup we have remedial chaos theory against (sighs) digital estate planning oh no (laughs) it's a tough one it is oh goodness gracious Oh my god, I love RCT, um, because that's how, if anything, I'm created. (laughs) Um, Amen, amen. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with RCT. (laughs) As much as I love digital estate planning, RCT had... I'm very into like the whole different like timeline dimensions world thing and it it really made me kind of go wow and on top of that they were yeah it was just yeah <laughs> I mean the listeners might not know this but Evil Annie had to roll a four on a 20-sided die before she would even agree to come on this podcast so I think that yeah. is uh definitely <laughs> defensible I am very impressed that you hesitated there. There was a brief second in my mind I thought you were going to go digital estate planning, and I would have supported your case there. Um, but like I said, unlike all of the other three brackets, I think that this is probably the one with the overwhelming favorite and one seed. So mm-hmm. um, That leaves us to two episodes... Which were very hard for Kevin and Adam and I. I'm guessing probably not as hard for you, but we are left <laughs> with, for the season three champion, it's either Remedial Chaos Theory or Digital Exploration of Interior Design. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's no doubt that I'm going to choose RCT, um, that's kind of a given if yeah. you want to put it against. 
I yeah. think you eliminated digital like eight rounds ago, and this is like a four round tournament. So yeah. I'm not <laughs> super surprised to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. But rest assured, this is the, the, the one bracket that I don't think anyone will judge you for going chalk. Uh, if they do, we will defend you vehemently. Aww. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. That does it for this special St. Patrick's Day shenanigan extravaganza of Apartment 303. Evil Annie, we can't thank you enough for joining us. That was an absolute blast. Thank you for sharing some pints and sharing some perspectives on this Season 3 bracket that we've got going here. As always, you guys can find Apartment 303 wherever you find your podcasts. Please check out Community Discourse, Evil Annie's podcast, as well as catch up with all of us on the Community Community Discord server. We will see you guys a week from now, where we will be releasing our bracket, our official bracket for seasons four through six, starring a very special guest whom you all know, Matt, from Communities. So, in the meantime, we will see you then in the next episode of Apartment 303.